On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock, Amazon launched similar product targeting for advertisers. Bing finally rolled out more conversion options. We got the hot scoop on where Greg goes to stock up on perishables. Shep talked about her Taylor Swift shirt she pre-bought for the Taylor Swift show that may or may not happen this year. And Jess tried to convince us that reCAPTCHA is a fun game. Shep, I will never financially recover from that statement. (laughs) Oh, on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news, a proud part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. And I'm Jess Bud. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on April 10th, 2020. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news show each and every Friday morning. All of your digital marketing news from the week. Powered by the digital marketing community. Join us in the conversation. We're at Marketing O'Clock everywhere. All right, Shep, the audience has been waiting. (laughs) We all want to hear. We want to know, what is the puzzle situation at your house? Okay, so it has improved quite a bit. First of all, um, I found out last week that my in-laws listened to this show. (laughs) (laughs) So um, just be careful what you say about me. Anyway, they came over and very nicely brought us a thousand piece. It's like a nice country cottage Thomas Kincaid puzzle. Who is really lovely. Kincaid? Yes. And then I got another lead from Mark from Marketing on our team. And he told me that there was a local store here in Buffalo, the Treehouse Toys and Games. And they are selling puzzles still. They're still open. So we ordered a puzzle and they drove it to our house the next day. Ooh. Amazing service. So, you know, ask and you shall receive. The puzzle situation has improved. One thing that I wanted to share with you was I saw some genius marketing by, I think it's an athletic brand, probably one of those those things that Hope does, that the youngins do, the uh, cross training. Uh, no Bull. Have you ever heard of the brand No Bull? No. <laughs> they make sneakers and stuff. But they started doing puzzles too with like their athletes. They started just printing out puzzles with their athletes during the quarantine. I thought that was that was interesting. I was going to talk you to that. I thought I had some. I thought I had a lead for you. The athletes are on the puzzles. Like that's what you're putting together. Yeah, you know, I know you're a big athlete now with your. <laughs> with, what do you have? What do you have? A kind of QVC elliptical. Yeah, it's pink. Well, there's Duh. a bunch of swole folks in puzzles. <laughs> if the audience is looking around and can't get something delivered to them there in Buffalo, are you yeah, sure that's you're not, not my kind of puzzle? When you say no bull, are you thinking of New Balance, the sneaker company? Um, no, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking about no bull. I've never <laughs> heard of that. <laughs> no bull. <laughs> it's one of those Instagram companies, you know? You see that, and you see Allbirds, and you see these things that are just direct to consumer. Oh. They're not a store brand. It's 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 you got to be really, you know, yoked to to wear this stuff. Yeah, that would not be me. 
<laughs> well, all right. Who is our sponsor this week? This week's episode of Marketing O'Clock is brought to you by Hrefs. Whether you work for a big brand, run your own small business, or do freelance work, getting traffic to your website is always an issue. Hrefs is an all-in-one SEO tool set that solves that problem. It gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. Want to learn more? Check out their blog or YouTube channel for step-by-step SEO tutorials. And they have a seven-day trial for only seven bucks. Head on over to hrefs.com to sign up. That is A-H-R-E-F-S dot com to sign up today. And today's show is also sponsored by Optio. Optio helps Google Ads managers automate time-consuming manual tasks so they can spend more time on high-level strategy and creative work. Optimize accounts, monitor performance, track budgets, and get alerts when important changes happen. Right now, our listeners can get a six-week free trial of Optio. Go to optio.com forward slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com forward slash S-E-J. S-E-J as in small engine Jeep to get started. That's not what it is. Oh. I think it's Search Engine Journal. Thank you to our sponsors this week, and we'll dive into some features that can help you later in the show. Jep, what's, what's up in the news today? First up this week, Amazon Advertising introduced product targeting for display ads that allow merchants to target similar or complementary products and categories. So their example in this article is if you're selling running shoes, you could have your ads appear on category pages for running shorts. Or right now you might run ads for puzzles on category pages for scented candles because those are the essentials that we're all looking for. So you can cross promote your own products. And if you have sold shoes and socks, you could have your shoes appear on the product detail page for your socks. Lots of options here. Another example, would it work if I was showing a, let's say a muscle milk drink to people looking for no bull shoes? Yeah, probably. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I thought that the example here was interesting because the prices are one thing, but they have this like beautiful air mattress bed that looks like nicer than my real bed. The lady looks so comfortable. And they're showing it on a page with this like kid's cot and it's like they're stacking both the kids on top of each other. And it just doesn't look like a very comfortable camping experience. But I guess it would be great for the Finn family. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So they're saying that if you're buying your kids this crappy cot that costs $300 and you're going to stack them in the corner of your tent, you could then get yourself this wonderful, luxurious air mattress that actually costs less money. I take a little umbrage with this, though, because you can go to the show notes, marketingclock.com, brand new site, fantastic. You're going to love it, and you're going to love what you see on there, except for the fact that this is a king coil bed, this mirror <laughs> mattress that Jeff's talking about. But it is a queen-sized bed. The king coil bed is a queen-sized be- bed. That is not normal. That doesn't make sense. What? Okay, how come nobody's talking about... We're going to put this screenshot in the show notes, right? Because nobody's talking about the, the book. I think it's a book that says, Listening to My Body. What does that have to do with any of this? It's got I don't a even know. kid with like fairies around it. Or are those <laughs> the the money emojis with wings? I have no idea what that is. That's what you took, that's what you took the biggest gripe <laughs> with? Yes. This screenshot that we're seeing right now that is over on Marketing Clock shows a disco bed, youth kiddo bunk, benchable camping cot for $289. <laughs> Yet on the side, you could buy it at unbeatable sale, Inc. for 35 bucks. <laughs> 
and you're, you're worried about the listening to my body Kindle book? I'm just trying to understand why it's there. The rest of the information, I, it's like one of these things is not like the other. Remember on Sesame Street? I'm just trying to figure out why listening to my body is listed there. That's all. Because there are nice little pockets that come with the kid's cot where they can put their flashlight and their book. I don't know if you're... You, there you go, Shadow. Yeah. Fine. One other thing that is just... <laughs> maybe think of this. There was just a video going around of Jeff Bezos going out, and he was going to Amazon warehouses, and where was he? He was like a, a Whole Foods, and walking in, and, and everybody sees him, and, and he's like just this, again, he looks like he's he's a rep, he's got a puzzle made for him over at No Bull, um, and he's just <laughs> going around to the, the warehouses, everybody sees him, and like, everybody's in masks and gloves and stuff, and everybody's first reaction, we'll put the video in the show notes too, is to go up to him and shake his hand. That's everybody's first reaction. You just see them. Everybody's like, who goes? And like their hand starts to like go out and then they like go back in and like kind of just do a wave. Like, oh no, I would never do that to a customer. Um, it's a funny video. We got it. Oh we got it. Gosh. Yeah. I hope this permanently changes like hugs and handshakes and we just can not do them anymore. I'll miss hugs if that's the case. For certain like people, hugs. not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. N- next up is somebody that I don't think I think they made probably the the no hug list if we were to ask Shep. And that's the Google Partners Program. And yes, Google, they're on the list. <laughs> Google is delaying the rollout of the new partners program changes. In case this is your first marketing clock episode, uh, we haven't been fans of this. So a quick recap, the changes to the partners program include a minimum Google ad spend of 90 days you have to have spent $20,000. Additionally, you have to have 50% of users being certified in search, display, video, and shopping. And lastly, you have to hit a certain Google optimization score that Google dictates. And this is what we've taken the most beef with. And honestly, this is much needed in a time like this, delaying this program. Because we talked about it back in show 114 that the support for Google Ads is somehow even worse than it was before. They had put out a statement saying, during this unprecedented situation, we're taking precautionary steps to protect the health of our people. As a result, some support options for Google Ads may be temporarily unavailable or delayed. So there's less support than there ever was. And to me, one of the biggest issues for anybody that cares about that partners program is that you have to hit that 50% ratio of these certifications, right? And so in this current environment, there's no support. It's a pandemic going on. There was news yesterday that 10% of all workers in the US have lost their jobs. And if you need to like remove an email address from somebody in your account that has been laid off or furloughed or no kidding aside, like if somebody has hospitalized or died from the virus and you don't have any way to remove this person and you're not being a partner because of it, very glad that Google did this. It would have been quite frankly deplorable if they went through and pushed these partner changes on everybody. So that's great. I mean, last week we also talked about the fact that Google was cutting off some of the small and medium support for partners. So if you're one of those small agencies, um, you're getting cut off of support. And again, that one was not a virus thing. That one was just because they didn't care about you thing. Uh, We talked about that before. So, and some people have said, this is all fantastic. Like, let's have a party. And so my thing is, this is much better. 
than being having all these changes thrust upon us in June. But should we celebrate this? No. The fact that Google still, according to the update in 2021, will make agencies do their bidding for them, hit certain criteria, is not acceptable. So since Corona came and hit everybody here, we really haven't been able to do much to try to talk about this or fight this in any way. If you recall, we had set up something called client partners, where you wouldn't go in and manipulate changes just to keep a badge. It was something that we could show our clients. And quite frankly, we put it in our proposals. We say, we're this. We are not going to make changes to obtain a badge and things like that. And we've talked to people literally around the globe, people in Brazil, people in England I've talked to, um, and trying to figure out a way to let Google know that this is a terrible change. And we haven't been able to do it since COVID just because, I mean, we're trying to keep uh, things going. You know, thankfully our agency here, Cypress North, was, you know, 18 people coming into this. We're still 18 people. You know, we're servicing our clients going above and beyond. And we just haven't really been able to try to do some of these things that we had on our calendar to knock out with this partners program. So this is nice that it delays it, but this isn't a win. This is a, a, a temporary delay that gives us more time though. And we're not going away. So you can, you can trust us on that, that we're not going away. And we are going to make our best case that this still is a bad change to implement anything that an ad platform wants on an agency to force them to do it to their customers. That's not okay. And I still am with that. So that's all I got on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to, I'm going to try this again this week. Advertisers rejoice. And Greg, before <laughs> before you judge my use of that R word, I want to tell you what's coming. You can give me a verdict after. Okay, fair enough? Fair. All right. So more conversion options are coming to Microsoft Advertising. The platform has rolled out two new features, which might sound a little familiar, but they are view-through conversions and an include-in-conversions option. So Greg, how do you feel about that? Rejoiceable? You you just you take a lot more. You must rejoice all day long. (laughs) Walk around the house, just rejoicing. I don't know. I mean, this is nice. This is nice. Okay. I don't know. Wait a long time for it. Exactly. Thank you, Chef. So, for those that are not familiar with the Google Ads counterpart of these features, a view through conversion occurs when a user sees your ad but doesn't click on it and converts. So, now we'll have reporting on that in Microsoft Advertising, which is great. And the include in conversions option is a little more complicated, but basically, you set up a conversion and now you can indicate to Microsoft whether or not you want said action to be counted as a conversion and optimized for. So, if you choose not to include that action in your conversions, the action is still tracked, but it's reported in a different column and any automated bidding strategies that you're using will not be impacted by it. So I think this is great. I'm rejoicing. To Shep's point, we've been waiting kind of a while. We've had this in Google for a long time. And a wise man once said or or often says that not all conversions are created equal. So it's lovely to be able to track things like newsletter signups, which probably aren't the primary goal of your campaigns, but you can now still track them without worrying that your budget will be spent in the name of gaining as many subscribers as possible. So Greg thinks this is nice. I say rejoice. I'll say what I said last week. We are celebrating small victories because it's a tough time out there. Yeah, sorry. I just I hadn't I, I wasn't done recovering from rejoicing about Shep's puzzle situation. <laughs> so yeah, maybe, maybe I'll get to rejoicing about this. Shep, is this rejoice worthy? Um, I don't know about rejoice. Like it's great, but 
We waited a long time, but you so know it's want Easter. Me I'm the spirit of rejoicing. Let's go for it. Yeah, right. I don't want to be like advertisers get mildly excited. Like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> That's not a good lead-in, guys. Well, we have another feature that we might be rejoiceable. Let me know what you guys think. We seem to talk about new Pinterest e-commerce features every week, and today is no exception because this week they launched a new feature that allows people to click explore or shop after searching for home decor or fashion products. And when you click shop, it will show you products that are available from retailers and the price of that product is like a little stamp right on top of the picture, which looks really cool and is very helpful. So you can also filter by product and brand when you're in the shopping mode. And I tried it today and a lot of the products I clicked on were out of stock, unfortunately. So that's not great, but hopefully they can work on making the inventory updates up to date and expand this to other products besides fashion and home decor. I was looking at headboards, but I didn't find any. <laughs> do, do you feel like some people just discovered online shopping now? Because I buy everything online. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Do people just discover this? Is this what happened? Like maybe some older people. Yeah. The people reluctant to put in their credit cards before now have no choice if they want something. So they like they knew online shopping was there. They just didn't trust it. And now they're kind of their arms getting twisted, maybe. And it might be giving them like a bad taste of online shopping because people tell them like how easy it is. And then you try Instacart for the first time right now and (laughs) can't get a delivery for two weeks. True. (laughs) So along with this announcement, they also said that visual search is now directly integrated into shoppable pins. So this is where the pin image is like a living room or something. And you can click on any products and search for them on the platform. And they also announced that they're launching home decor style guides. So if you search for bedroom decor, a bunch of different decor options will appear. So I did some browsing and I decided that our style here is probably like Hollywood Regency mixed with boho chic mixed with there's cords all over the floor because I'm working from home. (laughs) Shep, do you know how much Pinterest would make if you had your own decor pages? Like your own decor style guides? It's the Shep one. Of my own house? Yeah, we that's what we need. That's what that's what people want. Um, this place is a disaster. We don't have baseboards. <laughs> you have an infographic. Have we shared that yet on the show? <laughs> oh, no, you think it's an infographic? I think it's more of a meme. I, either yeah, way. Depends how you want to spin it, guys. Rejoice in the infographic. It's a, either way, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Either way, I'm giving all of this rejoiceable. And we'll throw <laughs> that up in the show notes if Shep lets us. We can do it. Okay, what else ha- is happening this week? All right, next up, we've got some news from Brody Clark. What a name, Brody. Love that. And apparently, and we saw this actually, we we had we're talking about it in our Monday marketing meeting that some of the featured snippets that we've been seeing may not appear as the top organic result. Remember back in January, this was a big deal because before you could have a featured snippet be position zero is what it would be called. Fire. Yeah, that's actually a fire fire? going out of my house. So I don't know. I hear people running. Sounds like a kid. Oh, it's off. Okay, we're all good. I'm not going to go see what that is. <laughs> oh, let's just roll the dice on that one. Okay, apparently that was just my wife cooking. So everything's good. <laughs> anyway. Man, you know what I was thinking too? Just a total aside. 
I wonder if this is why podcast numbers are down because the production <laughs> is so terrible. Every podcast, even this one, like, which we, again, we talked about this last week, the fact that we had this full studio and then now we're sitting here, you know, burning pizza or whatever's happening up there. Anyway, so previously you could have the results in the featured snippets and in the main search engine results pages underneath. You were duplicated since January 22nd. The deduplication had occurred. You would only be in what was previously called position zero in the featured snippet at the very top of the page. Some people were upset about this. They said, well, the click-through rate's not going to be as high. We might use this no snippet. We had said, just calm down. Let's wait and see approach. Now, the problem with this is this featured snippet might not be at the top. So if you've got a listing that doesn't look as appealing, maybe it's because there's an image above it or maybe because it highlights a bunch of the content that people would be looking for and they might not need to click through or because it doesn't look like an actual result and you're not at the top, that's a problem. That's a problem. And Brody went on to say that the common placement of new feature snippet can be seen in positions two or three when not in the top spot. And in some cases, and he's got an example, he's seeing them as lowest position seven. So not only do you not look like a traditional result, your feature snippet substantially lower. So we'll see about that. And if you recall, Danny Sullivan back in January had said, to be a feature snippet, you had to rank in the top results when we elevated. And now we deduplicate. If you don't get featured, deduplication ends. But that was a big thing. To be featured snippet, there you're elevated. This is not elevated. But anyway, thanks from Australia, Brody. You can check that out on Search Engine Land if you want more. And, and say hello to Arnold for me over there, Brody. Palmer? No, Schwarzenegger. He lives in Australia. <laughs> Australian, right? I thought you were going to make a joke about like, the snippet getting lower and Australia is like low on the globe. Oh yeah, the snippets are down under. Yeah, the snippets oh! are. Oh, <laughs> that's what it is, Brody. We figured it out. <laughs> He's actually got a good Twitter account. Follow him. Um, I think it's Brody Clark SEO on Twitter. Brody I E. Yes, I E for sure. All right, and now on to some good vibes and marketing wins for the week. And first up, we've got some good vibes coming from Google about SEO. And this was from Alice, Kim, and Gary over at Google. And they have a bunch of new posts apparently coming. And the first one was called Showcasing the Value of SEO. And they ran through, talked about the fact that SEO is important and it can be useful, how you can invest in it. And they showed a specific case study. So a lot of times people, um, you know, they're, they're not so nice about Google and SEO. And in this one, they're like, here is quite literally the name of the post is the showcasing the value of seo so i'm taking this as a win google's highlighting this this is awesome thank you gary thank you google for that and next up i've got a little bit of good news for you here and this comes from nine to five google.com and google searches for good news are at an all-time high and that's good news right that's yeah but news. i think it's just for the john krasinski thing oh okay <laughs> I guess they watch it for good news, though. Okay, I haven't watched it. Is that any good? It's kind of, it makes me feel bad for the office ladies because it's um, Angela and Pam and they like made a podcast and they've had like literally everyone on from the office 
Like every single character, they've got Creed, they've got Bob Vance, like they're reaching so hard and they have not gotten Steve Carell or Jim. What's his real name? I just said it. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. And I feel like they're like really desperate to have a mom. I've only listened to a couple episodes. And then John Krasinski makes his show and he just gets Steve Carell on the very first episode and they like talk about The Office the whole time. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to check it out. Does he get Ricky Gervais on? No. That's the British office. I like him. He's funny. I do too. I've never watched Shots it. But- Steve Carell. Anyway, we're going to keep going with the good vibes of marketing wins. We put out a tweet every week over at Marketing Clock on Twitter, and we ask who's got some good news happening. Nobody had any good news this week, apparently. <laughs> we had no responses. So I'm just going to dig something up from our iTunes reviews, and this comes from Strange Nickname on iTunes. And this is a little bit of good news for us. They said, Weekly Smile and Best Conversation. That's the title of the review. And they said, I absolutely love the humor and conversations in this podcast. This might actually be about a different podcast. Is this this about us? (laughs) It's about us. I seriously get so excited every week when new episodes come out. Keep these coming. Having all of the week's SERP news in one spot and fantastic personalities that make me lull. It's the perfect combination to stay on the up and up. Thank you. Aw, thank you, Strange Nickname. Yes, and if you want to give us a little good news, feel free to leave a review or share this with a friend. We appreciate it, and you can get featured on the show anytime. With positive vibes only. Follow us on Marketing O'Clock if you'd like to join along. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week's take of the week comes from Michael Fleming at SEM Flem on Twitter. S E M F L E M. It should Flem. be Flem SEM. Yeah, I think this is great the way it is. Yeah. Well, we love <laughs> it, Michael, and it we love you for this take. And his take is clients. We need to cut spend, but let's try to keep the same revenue levels. And then here's his response. What I wanted to say, but didn't. Okay, I'll shut off all the campaigns that just waste money. Hashtag PBC chat. <laughs> that is very relatable. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a client too that was like trying to at one point cut down a few of the campaigns in general that were highest spending, but like the best performing spends, they didn't tell us that there was potentially going to have a little bit of a, a, a budget cut. And what we said is like, why are you touching these ones? Like, let's go after our bad ones. So it relates, Michael Fleming and at SEM Flem. We appreciate your take. It's a great one. And now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something you overlooked. But you shouldn't have. And this week's I See Why Am I comes from Danny Sullivan over on his at search liaison Twitter. And Danny put out, this is why Danny's just the absolute best. <laughs> He put out something where he said, over the past few weeks, a number of resources have been made available from Google search for sites and organizations dealing with COVID-19 slash coronavirus responses. Here's a recap ranging from implementing temporary hours to special announcements to posting virtual events and more. And he goes on to have 10 more tweets in a thread consolidating everything in one space. This doesn't seem like a big deal, but there's a lot of different departments out there and he went out of his way to put everything in one spot. And if you did not catch that, 
now you can. Head on over to marketingoclock.com. This was a lot of stuff. Like, do you think he did this all by himself? Honestly, I know Danny. Danny did this by himself. That's awesome. I'm sure that he went out. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not sure of anything anymore. What is it? I mean, I, who knows anything anymore? But yeah, I mean, if you, some of his articles on search engine land are the absolute best. He, he is the most thorough person. And I would bet money that this was his idea. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. This week's paid lightning round is brought to you by Optio. Optio makes managing Google Ads accounts simple and efficient. It automates time-consuming manual tasks so you can spend more time on strategic or creative work. Now is the time that you need Optio. It's like an extra set of eyes for your account, something that notifies you when there's problems, abnormalities, or anything that you would want to know about your account. We just had an audit for a client and I was looking at it. Uh, we had added it in and I saw that it was spending. It shouldn't have. I saw that from an email from Optio because we we're just supposed to be auditing it. So now is the time to test Optio. Jess, how do you use Optio? So we always talk about Optio being another set of eyes or like x-ray vision on your account. I'm going to change it up this week. Optio is that BFF that always has your back, but is brutally honest with you. So the, you know, the BFF that'll tell you when you've got like spinach in your teeth. <laughs> for example, Optio checks for broken links in your ads, which is essentially the tainted smile of PPC. So <laughs> it'll alert you to broken landing page links for your ads or your site links. And if applicable, they will tell you how much of your spend is going towards said link. The best part about Optio, your BFF, is that Optio doesn't want any drama either. So notifications are strictly for ads that are active. It's not going to worry you over dead links on something that is paused. So for a brand new BFF and to learn more, you can get a six-week free BFF trial of Optio. Go to optio.com forward slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com forward slash S-E-J. And first up from the paid universe this week, we may be working from home, but we can still spot new features in the wild. At Jessica Elba tweeted this week, and it was not about PETA. Wow. <laughs> it was about how Google Ads now allows you to toggle between line charts, which they call time series charts, and we've all seen in our accounts, and bar charts, which they call summary charts. So you can look at both of these options when looking at campaign or ad group performance. Can you say charts a few more times? <laughs> it's like a, there's a lot. It's like a tongue twister. Yeah, especially when you stop wearing your retainer. Okay. <laughs> Next up, Spotify announced that their ad studio is out of beta and available globally. This is their self-serve ad platform. And if anyone is interested, I really recommend that they check out Susan Wenegrad's article from Search Engine Journal that she wrote. It looks like she set up an account for herself and she walks you through a lot of the intricacies of the platform. Susan coming in hot. No, their new PPC writer. PPC writer. Wow. Go Susan. One thing to note is that they have a $250 minimum for media spend. And when you set up your campaign, it's going to ask you if you are promoting an artist, a concert or merchandise. So like my Loverfest East t-shirt that I might never get to wear because the concert's going to get canceled 
Wait, you already bought the shirt? I, yeah, but it's okay. You make the shirt ahead of time? I thought you have to go to the concert to get the shirt. Yeah. No, they make it ahead of time, but it might be even cooler because it's like if you get your hands on like the losing Super Bowl teams merch. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They make it ahead of time? Are they expecting you to wear the shirt to the show? A lot of people wear costumes, so I don't know. What kind of costumes? What? What? Yeah, what? What? You know, like when she was in the red phase, they wore cat ears or they'll dress up like her music videos. Like, you know, the you, you Need to Calm Down music video has a lot of options. Personally, I don't wear a costume. I just wear my sparkly jeans. She had a red phase? I thought that was Britney Spears. No, she had an album called Red. It was her first pop album, okay? I don't know anything about Taylor Swift. Just that one album that I listened to, which is Lover, right? I know that one. I'm current. Yes. Never mind. Yes. Forget it. So they're going to ask you if it's basically artist-related or something totally non-music related, which is also an option. And they have standard targeting options like age, gender, location, and device. And they also have updated interest-based and real-time ad targeting based on music and podcast streaming and added business podcast listener targeting. Hey, that's us. Right? Do we count as business? (laughs) Yeah. And Susan says you're not able to combine these advanced targeting options right now. You have to pick one at a time, which is interesting. And advertisers can also upload a script and Spotify will transform it into a fully produced audio spot with background music and a voiceover, which is like you're giving them a lot of power. (laughs) What if you record it to the Jaws theme or something? (laughs) I would love that. And the company also increased their number of ad geotargeting regions from 2,000 to 180,000 and expanded its menu of calls to action beyond learn more to include share and get coupon or shop now. The no control part reminds me of us and Optio. We're just like, yeah, it's your BFF. Like, yeah, it's, I, I just, no, no, it's it's extra vision. Oh, no, no, it's not. It's your BFF. Like, Jess literally said they'll tell you when you have spinach in your teeth. That's important. You want to know. I struggle with telling people that. It's really, really hard for me, and I know it's the right thing to do, but it's hard to do. So thank you, Optio. Oh, you're Jeez. just too nice. Thanks. Thank you, Spotify. All right, what's next? So businesses across the globe are dealing with the effects of COVID-19 and Facebook ads is no exception. A new report from Andy Taylor at Tenuity, it's a fun name, shows that, quote, Facebook proper, excluding Instagram Messenger and the Facebook audience network. Like, that's what we've resorted to now. We have to specify it as Facebook proper, like it's a city or something. (laughs) So anyway, they saw a 50% drop in CPM year-over-year for the final week of the first quarter when comparing 2020 to 2019. And Instagram, not Facebook proper, also saw a drop in CPM down 40% year-over-year. So this may sound like a good thing for those advertisers who aren't pausing ads and are paying less for impressions, but conversion rates are dropping at almost an identical rate, so it's not really great news. And prices are dropping because there's a greater supply of impressions available as businesses are being forced to pause their ad spend, but also because impressions are just up in general. In the final week of the first quarter, impressions on Facebook proper and Instagram rose by more than 100% as everyone stuck at home. So some interesting charts for you guys to check out. Are you guys using Instagram from Facebook and Facebook more that you're home? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I've been playing words with friends instead. I'm back on Facebook, and I realize why I left. <laughs> Man, that place stinks. 
I, I, I just realize I don't care about people's opinions. I just don't. I don't want. I don't want political this, and I don't want COVID that, and I don't know what I was even thinking. That's why Instagram is better. That's yeah. Instagram no. is very nice. Instagram's not better because can we talk about the challenges? Like, cut it out, people. I'm not doing push-ups just because you did push-ups. Yeah, and the couples thing, too. I got tagged in that, like your first photo. I have no idea what the first photo is. That's like almost 20 years ago at this point. I can't find that. And that's not even a challenge to just find a picture. Like, give me something hard. Like, try to beat my oatmeal chocolate chip cookies that I made last weekend. That is a quarantine challenge. It's driving me insane. Moving on. (laughs) We reported that Google was essentially banning ads related to coronavirus under their sensitive events policy that tries to prevent people from cashing in on disasters. And this week, Sarah Fisher at Axios obtained a memo from Google that says they will begin to allow advertisers to run ads related to the virus. Quote, this week, Google will begin allowing ads from government entities, hospitals, medical providers, and NGOs who want to get rele- relevant information out to the public, according to the memo, end quote. However, we shouldn't expect to see ads for hoarders of hand sanitizer or fake treatments or testing supplies because they're going to try to keep this really tight and just give us useful ads. Another part of this that I thought was interesting is that the politicians are mad about the ban because they want to run ads that are critiquing how each other are handling the emergency. And this report says that the political advertisers will be allowed to run coronavirus-related ads under this change in policy. So for a while, I thought the pandemic was like putting the kibosh on all of our political ad talk, but apparently not even a pandemic can shut it down. <laughs> well, it. My, my thing is there are actual laws around price gouging that go into effect when there's a natural disaster being called or I guess deemed a natural disaster. Why not just let like the laws be the laws? That's that's the one thing that is always a little bit hairy is like if you're an alcohol company that's pivoted and you're making hand sanitizer and people need hand sanitizer, why, why not just sell it to them? Yeah, you're always on team. Let people do what they want, I feel. I'm, yeah, I think I'm a liber- libertarian. Libertarian? How do you say that? Libertarian. Sure. I don't know. Maybe it's- I don't know. But like I, I was at a gas station the other day because I don't go to grocery stores. And I saw that there was a local liquor store here called Black Button Distillery, and they had turned their facilities into hand sanitizer, and they're selling hand sanitizers for a reasonable reasonable price. I think it was like thirteen dollars for like a big, you know, vodka bottle of hand sanitizer. And if you've got it and you're making this, and you can sell it. You can't buy it on Amazon. I mean, people need this. Why wouldn't you let people buy it? I don't see a problem with that. If people are selling it too high, why don't you just have the government arrest them? Like it, that's what the government's that's what laws are for. Yeah. You're Google, you're not you're not, you know, governor Google. <laughs> <laughs> Today I learned Google. You're not governor Google. <laughs> All right. And finally, Google announced that they are delaying the sunset of the Google Ads API V1. It's being delayed until July 29th, 2020. So they're trying to take something off everyone's plate during this crazy time. You don't have to switch quite yet. They've pushed out the date. And they also announced that new changes that require updates to your AdWords API and Google Ads API code will be given additional time or will be deferred. 
if Google wants to take something off my plate, it can be all the carbs I'm eating. Before this, <laughs> I was keto and like in great shape and everything. And now I've just resorted to my stockpile of flour. Yeah, you went from like, I'm keto. I eat nothing all the time. I eat my chicken bars to like, I have 20 <laughs> gallons of flour in my basement. Very fast. Also, 20 like, gallons? I don't Shep- know how you measure flour. <laughs> How dare you under- underestimate me? <laughs> I also don't know how you're supposed to eat healthy if you don't go to the grocery store, but you're getting your supplies from the gas station. They don't exactly have like health food there. <laughs> the gas station is like mainly for beer. Beer oh. and cheese. Beer. Fair and enough. What's better about the gas station? There's nobody in there. Oh. I've never seen a person in there. They have like plexiglass up so you can't even be around the cashier. They have every kind of beer in the world. They've got... Cheese, eggs, milk, the things I need. I mean, I've got flour and sugar and all that stuff. I just need like the perishable stuff. Okay. Free ad spot for your local gas station. Yeah, I just won't tell you what it is. <laughs> no, because then everyone Don't will go. go in there. Get out of there. <laughs> this week's organic lightning round is brought to you by Ahrefs. Ahrefs makes competitive analysis easy. Their tool will show you how your competitors are getting traffic from Google and why. You can see the pages and content that send them the most search traffic. Find out the exact keywords they're ranking for and which backlinks are helping them rank. From there, you can replicate or improve on their strategies. If you're not getting significant search traffic, shame on you. Ahrefs tools can help to find topics worth creating pages or content on. Now is the time to do this. You can easily see estimated search volumes and gauge traffic potential with their Keywords Explorer tool. It's like the, the BFF of your organic search tools, basically. <laughs> you are getting search traffic, you need features like their top pages report to break down which of your pages are bringing in the most traffic and figure out how you can replicate this success. Shep, how do you use Ahrefs? One of the Ahrefs features that we love is the Content Explorer. So this tool allows you to search for a topic and see a competitive breakdown of content that's related to that topic. You can see top related pages, the top authors who write about that topic, websites that write about that topic, and languages in which that topic is discussed. Then they have a bunch of handy filters and metrics you can use to analyze content. So you can see fluctuations in the topic's popularity over time, referring domains, organic traffic, the value of that traffic, social media share information, broken links. There's so much in there to explore. So this is an amazing tool to use for research if you're writing content. And we're going to go through some specific tips and tricks about how you can use the Content Explorer over the next couple of episodes. And they have a seven-day trial for all of those topics. It's only $7. Head on over to ahrefs.com. That is A-H-R-E-F-S.com to sign up. What's happening in organic this week? This week, a UK judge has given Google a choice. Either let an SEO expert read a ranking algorithm or to withdraw high court evidence. I don't know what high court is over in the UK, but it seems like a big deal. Sounds intimidating. Yeah, I like how your voice has changed for like the really hard hitting legal news. This is my reporter. I I just crack wise when you guys are talking, and you crack wise when I'm talking, but this is me, the reporter Greg here, and apparently found them as a company, and they've been pursuing Google since 2006. Quick math. they finally found them. And they found them. I see what you did there. So it just took them 14 years, but apparently there was a change 
in 2006 where they dropped down in the search engine results pages. And they thought it was a deliberate act that Google took against them and that it was of an abuse by Google. So Google had provided documents showing that this wasn't a deliberate act against Foundum. To see this, Foundum asked for legal permission to bring in an independent SEO expert to read these documents that Google had and to see about the algorithm. And this expert was Philip Klockner. My one take is, why get Philip when we've got Glenn Gabe readily available? I'm sure Glenn would, in a normal time, hop on a plane, go across the pond, read the documents, and be like, yeah, it checks out. And, you know, that's what we need. BFF for the show, Glenn Gabe. Glenn could just be, he can be featured in the documentary as like one of the expert sources instead, because I'm already seeing it. Like, you're the narrator. We got Klockner. We got found him. We got Google. It's going to be great. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn would be great in a documentary mm-hmm. too. Anyway, so the evidence had been given by Google and they wanted to look at it. So now it's a case of, are you going to show the evidence about the ranking algorithm and let Klockner see it? Again, maybe we can get Glenn in there or not. And now that is where they're at. Will Google show this algorithm data and let Klockner view it? Or are they going to pull it back? And essentially, it seems like they're going to lose the case against Foundum. So we'll keep you abreast of the situation when we learn more. And we're going to just lobby. we got to get Glenn on a plane. we got to charter a plane so it's at six feet apart. Glenn is the new snakes <laughs> on a plane. What? what? Snakes wow. on a plane? Shots fired, Jess. <laughs> what do you mean? I thought that was a popular film. <laughs> Nobody likes snakes. Everybody likes Glenn. No, snakes on a plane. And everybody but likes snakes. They're bad. They're trying to take down the plane. Haven't you seen it? Yes, no. you say everybody likes snakes. <laughs> <laughs> don't you guys? Where am I? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like life is frozen over. And another thing frozen is the My Business platform that Google has frozen reviews on. And I saw a post on Reddit by WebLinker without an E because they're Web 2.0-ish. And they said, has anyone noticed Google My Business is indefinitely frozen, especially for new registrations? Went on to talk about the fact that Google is offering grants, filtering media sources. It's all great. But blocking these services worldwide, halting updates for verified sites is potentially dangerous. In fact, didn't need a lecture about what's going on, about hand sanitizers, masks, pharmacies, everything like that. But the fact is, things are frozen. Can't add to Google My Business at the moment, according to WebLinker. And somebody named Yan Gilbert SEO pointed out the Google GMB product experts, I being one of them, at this point are having frequent meetings with the GMB team. And we try to help them see how their decisions are hurting business. Part of the issue is that devs and managers are making these decisions that Google have never run their own business and really have no clue. Plus, like any organization, communication between apartments is not always adequate. So this is a problem when you can't change things, when you can't add something, you're all of a sudden you're selling masks, helping out, selling sanitizer. You can't add uh, my business location. That's a problem. Next up, Bing is adopting new snippet and content preview preferences using robots meta tags. And they're extending the support for robots meta tags and X robot tags tags and http header as well so 
<laughs> so these tag tags, uh, you can now change the max snippet uh, number. We've seen this before with Google. If you want to change and specify the text length and characters that should show up in a snippet in the results pages, you can also have the max image preview. We talked about this uh, months ago when Google launched this. Uh, they are supporting the max video preview and they are still supporting the no snippet meta tag. So if you don't want any snippets coming through, that will still work. Next up is an article from ZDNet. Are you guys familiar with those CAPTCHAs where you have to choose something like, Oh God. Maybe, maybe you've seen something like, you know, choose this dumpster. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's the bane of my existence. Well, Cloudflare is taking reCAPTCHA and throwing that right into said dumpster as they've announced plans to drop support for Google's reCAPTCHA service and are moving to a new bot detection provider named HCAPTCHA. They're doing this because Google has a, it's leaked, I believe it was, that reCAPTCHA will now come with a cost. So if you're somebody out there and apparently there's you know, probably for larger enterprise uses, reCAPTCHA will be fee-based, according to this article from ZDNet. Well, I hope HCAPTCHA still involves a game, because I have a lot of fun with those. That is not a game. How dare you, Jess? How dare you? I had to find bridges the other day. And I swear, I was finding bridges in an image that had four pixels. And I'm like, one of these pixels might be a bridge. It's terrible. Recapture is terrible, and I don't need to do. I don't want to do other people's work for them, and then I got to do other people's work for them, and they're profiting off of me. I, I will. I, how dare you, Jess? You think that's fun? I mean, it, I wouldn't say I would do it like every day, all day, but when it comes up, I'm like, ooh, a challenge, you know? Or yeah. insane. And when a picture is like right <laughs> on the border between two squares, and you don't know if it counts as one or not, it's so hard. Well, you just well, never pick that one. It's all about strategy. It's like chess. It's not. <laughs> to be fair to both of you, I would take recaptures over puzzles and Candy Crush any day. No. All right. Next up. So according to Google, in light of the extraordinary global circumstances due to COVID-19, we've decided to temporarily roll back the enforcement of same-site cookie labeling on Chrome 80 Stable. So look for that in summary. Yay. Next up, GoDaddy has acquired the domain registry of .us, .biz, .in, and .co. And they bought this from Newstar, their domain services portion. And I, I might be the only one on the planet, but I love GoDaddy. The website's great. The support's always been great. It's a phenomenal interface. I know they've screwed some people over, but I don't care. They haven't done it to me. <laughs> like, I love GoDaddy and I love this. I'm, I'm, it's all good in my book. Danica Patrick does too. I like Danica Patrick. She's funny. It's great. Is she still in those ads? I don't know. I haven't seen one in a while. In general, like not just oh. one with her. My daughter wants to be a race car driver. It's great. I love Danica. Oh, oh I great. love that journey for her. Yeah. Yeah. That and a baseball player. That's going to be a little tougher, but we'll, we'll get there. She could do both. She could be like Michael Jordan. <laughs> Actually, Michael Jordan has his own race team. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. I was talking about basketball and baseball. But All right. Next up from not northern, not eastern, not western. It's Matt Southern over at Search Engine Journal and Google is offering suggestions for avoiding meta description rewrites. And John Mueller had been on a Webmaster Hangouts call, and he listed the most likely reasons as to why your meta description would be replaced. So what to do if you want your very own meta descriptions to show up? You don't want to be rewritten. What are the three things you can do? We've got another game. 
which one did John say? Which three did John say? And which one did Greg say? Okay. One, unique meta descriptions are written for each page. Two, get creative and write descriptions that are useful and will catch the eye of searchers. Three, they're short enough to fit in a search results snippet. Four, they match what users would generally be looking for when going to that specific page. Which one's fake? You've said so many words, I'm so confused. I think the short one is fake. Same. Number three. Incorrect. Incorrect. I thought it was a trick. John said that you want to have unique meta descriptions for each page, that they're short enough to fit in a search results snippet, and that they match what the users would generally be looking for when going to that specific page. Greg made something up saying, get creative and write descriptions that are useful and will catch the eye of searchers. He didn't say that. That's no, just me. That's, that's what I do. That's good so, advice. Yeah. Yeah. If you want that, you can uh, head over to cypressnorth.com, our agency, Cypress North. We can help you out with that. And last up here, thankfully, is an article from Search Engine Journal. And this is Roger Monti, Martini Buster over yeah. on Search Engine Journal. And Google has published a new developer page for generating structured data with JavaScript. This comes from Martin over at Google. And there's a full guide to properly use JavaScript to win in Google search. If you haven't seen this article, you should check it out. Mainly, I mean, what Martin's doing is great, but it's really, what is Roger doing? What is Martini Buster doing? And this image is amazing. It's like an 80s comic book. This guy is straight from the No Bull puzzle. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Is this a No Bull puzzle? (laughs) And man, this dude is swole, flexing, dynamic structured data. It's just just a nice article. I've never seen a fabric in the real world that hugs someone's muscles so tight. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, man, what, what an image. So, he looks, I it looks kind of like Archie, right? Martina. You guys remember Archie? That's what. It, that's exactly what reminded me of. He Archie. does look like Archie. Archie, if he was a noble customer or whatever. <laughs> if he, Archie, if he wore New Balance. <laughs> no, it's no bull. Archie, if he did puzzles. <laughs> Should we move on to social? <laughs> please, Jess. Please. Okay. <laughs> So first up, Facebook has followed suit with what Google My Business is doing. They've added a temporarily closed option. They've also added open with service changes options to Facebook pages as well. So if you're like a sit-down restaurant, but you're currently only offering takeout right now, you can specify that, which is really nice. They've also added an online services checkbox to indicate if your services are still available online. So it's aptly named. It's great for brick and mortar shops that also have inventory online. And just an important note here, because I struggled with this myself, they don't, they're not really explicit about it. If you want to make any of these updates, you have to be on a mobile device. You can't access these temporary service changes from desktop. You have to be on mobile, but they're all there. They're lovely. Perfect. Great feature. Yes. Great feature. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Especially since a lot of people are sitting at home, possibly on their desktops right now. Okay, so Facebook is also rolling out a couple of other features as well. They have a new gift card listing where users can purchase digital gift cards to support the businesses that they love. It's rolling out across the U.S. in the next couple of weeks. But if you want to sign your business up, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. So you can get set up and ready to go for when that goes wide. Businesses will also be able to create fundraisers on Facebook to call on their customers for support, you know, in that way as well, especially if you're closed, maybe 
people are reluctant to buy gift cards, you can set up a fundraiser. And oh, just are they going to opt people in automatically without their consent? <laughs> They should do GoFundMes too. So just as a side note, we talked a few weeks ago about the small business grant program that Facebook is offering. They've finally released details on the eligibility for that. So we'll have that link in the show notes too, and you can check it out if you are interested. Sticking here with Facebook and COVID, according to Social Media Today, the platform is working to assist health authorities by providing, this is a quote, a range of location tracking and individual connectivity maps, which can help to highlight key areas of concern and better prepare for influxes before they overwhelm local health systems. That's a mouthful, but it's nice. Like, (laughs) how is their location tracking going to help them know where the next, like, outbreak is? I think... It goes, it's like shows connections of people too and where their friends are. And we're all supposed to be social distancing, but I think it's showing for potential of movement as well. You have to read the article for the full details. They get really into it and how it all works. It's kind of scary that they know this much about us, but if it helps right now, I'm I'm okay with it. They're also presenting some users with a link in the newsfeed to an off Facebook survey, which is aimed obviously at gathering data to better forecast the spread of COVID-19. So that's aside from the maps, but something else that Facebook is doing. So in a similar vein, the Pinterest CEO, Ben Silberman, has partnered with Feeding America and several universities for a new app called How We Feel. And this lets users report their symptoms or lack thereof on a daily basis. And again, it's an effort to collect real-time data that can be used to help researchers detect regions on the brink of a coronavirus outbreak and to track the spread in communities. I like the thought of this. Like, here is exactly how I feel at this moment. Personally, like, (laughs) Yo, we've got search engines, head on over and go duck, duck, go some of your symptoms. You don't have to provide all of your information to these large companies. I get it. If you've got big problems, you can't do that. Go ahead and all you got is Pinterest, go for it. But maybe also call your doctor as well. Like You don't have to give all of your information to some of these locations. It's just funny that like all of these things, I feel like a couple months ago, people would have been up in arms about like, why would totally. you ever give your health information to Pinterest? <laughs> and now we're all just fine with it. That Facebook is like tracking everyone's every move because yeah, supposedly helping, but interesting. Yeah, yeah. make a make a Pinterest board about the uh, the color of the flushness of your face with your fever. Get out of here. Oh, goodness. Well, so I did this today, this How We Feel, just to see what it was like. I don't feel sick, so I didn't get a lot of questions. It's probably different if you do have symptoms. But the nice thing about it, though, is that for every new sign-up, Silberman and his wife are donating a meal to someone in need through Feeding America, up to 10 million meals. So if you want to do a little extra good and you're okay with sharing your information, I say go for it. Help out science, you know, and people that are hungry. So moving on, good news for advertisers on Snapchat user engagement with ads grew last month, as did app use in general, which probably shouldn't be a surprise. Snapchat use is at record high just in general, likely due to folks that are staying home during the pandemic. According to Mobile Marketer, the app saw a 36% jump in install volume for app ads, as well as a 19% gain on the swipe up rate in late March compared to the previous month. So I don't use Snapchat at all. And I, personally, we just talked about this a little bit earlier. I don't feel like I'm using other social platforms that much more, but I'm definitely not engaging with ads more on these platforms. So I thought that that was really interesting. Like, are people that bored? Not me. That they're engaging with ads? <laughs> I've got my puzzle. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's good. Go team paid. That's fine. (laughs) Next up, WhatsApp is attempting to flatten a different curve. The app has introduced a new limit on messaging forwards to fight the spread of misinformation. So apparently any messages that have been forwarded more than five times will be prevented from further forwarding to more than one contact at a time. And WhatsApp said in a blog post about this, we've seen significant increase in the amount of forwarding, which users have told us can feel overwhelming and contribute to the spread of misinformation. We believe it's important to slow the spread of these messages down to keep WhatsApp a place for personal conversation. So I think that's good just in general. I mean, I don't use WhatsApp, but I don't like when people just forward emails over and over and over again either. So what call that a positive. Right, like accurate information. And you just want to send it to everybody? That's a good point. Yeah. I don't get any of this. Like just let people live. Look at me, hippie Craig over here. Whatever. No, what you, I think that Google? one is like the weirdest yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People have sanitized and want to sell it. Fine. If people some find something interesting and helpful about life, they can let them forward it. What are you? Who are you? Zuckerberg. Yeah, maybe they got hot tips on which gas station has the best eggs. Do you know what the big problem was? Everybody kept listening to marketing clock forwarding it along, and it just got into be a problem. But it's we spread. don't spread misinformation. No, but people spread our show too much. That's. <laughs> Jess is out here saying that CAPTCHAs are a game, and that is misinformation. I agree. (laughs) All right, fine. Well, speaking of games, listen up, Shep, because this one's for us because we're gamers. (laughs) Twitch and YouTube can just take a seat because Facebook Gaming has launched a tournaments option, and users can now set up their own gaming events. So rather than using Facebook events, pages, or groups to set up tournaments, which was apparently what was happening, gamers can now do it right within the Facebook Gaming platform. And this has apparently been in works for a while, but they hit the gas on it given the obvious appeal during the COVID lockdown. I laugh every time you call Facebook games players gamers. 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 That's all hate the player, Greg. Hate the game. Exactly. We're all sitting here with headsets on, so (laughs) we fit the bill. Next up, Twitter is updating the Explore tab to offer more location-specific results. So all content, that's trends, what's happening, and topics, will now be impacted by the location that you have set in your account, not just trends, which is how it was previously. So I think this is helpful. I have no hate here, given the current state of things and how things are changing so rapidly. A lot of news is really dependent on where you are. So this is fine with me. Rejoice. Rejoice. (laughs) Rejoice worthy. All right. Greg, you were talking earlier about how you finally got on Facebook, or back on Facebook, I should say, and you got with the Times and downloaded the Facebook Messenger app on your phone. I did. So, yeah, so that's great news. Did you know that you can now download it on your desktop? Are Wait, you I kidding? Thought, I thought you could Facebook message on a desktop. You could, but it was you had to do it through the Facebook platform, like online. Now there's a separate messaging app. Oh, I don't perfect. want a separate app. I don't know. You know, you guys, I feel like I just disagree with you guys all day today. I feel like I would have agreed with you maybe a month ago, but people are using it for video chat and it's nice not to have a whole bunch of tabs open. If you can have a separate app, it probably doesn't crash as much. So I think this is a good thing in today's world. You know what? This would be actually great news for all the different portals that I have in my house. (laughs) I feel like this would be phenomenal. I could just hop on, go to my living room portal and, you know, fire it up. Fair enough. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> he just wanted to say portal. He hasn't been able to say it in like six months. 
<laughs> okay. Finally, from The Verge, Twitter notifies users that it is now sharing more data with advertisers. And I don't know if folks are upset about this, but Twitter felt the need to justify it. They said that providing advertisers with information on what users actually see or engage with helps show the efficacy of advertising on Twitter, to which I say, no duh. Like, I, I think that that's fine. I don't understand why this is such big news. And and they told people about it, too. You logged into Twitter and you got a notification about this. Like, they weren't being sneaky. I don't understand what the upset is. I think this is great. The advertisers need more information. You know what they need? They need a better platform, Twitter. I don't know how this even makes – how does anybody even put this out as, like, a press release? You, Your platform is – it. cavemen would laugh <laughs> at this platform. It is insane. <laughs> That's what we need. We don't want. We just want a better platform. Yeah. We've wanted it since we started the. We've wanted it since Twitter ads started. Their platform is unusable. I mean, we have to use it, but it might as well be unusable. Well, now maybe we can have more information about how well it's doing, and we'll spend more money, and they'll invest that money into a better platform. Maybe you just had an oxymoron when you said <laughs> how well a Twitter ads platform is doing. Twitter ads. <laughs> Well, in the same sentence. So we should not rejoice. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm Mr. Negativity as usual. I'm not, though. It's a positive show here. And that brings us to our real life segment straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. Chep, what's been happening with your accounts lately? It has been a minute since I ran a LinkedIn ads campaign and I was hopping back in there setting one up and I was like, I know they have a manual bidding option. Like, where is it? Because I was on the drop-down menu where you pick your bid strategy and there's only three options and none of them are manual. I remembered, because I forgot, that you have to click enhance CPC bidding and then once you click it, you have to uncheck the box allowing enhanced CPC. Like, they make it so confusing and a lot of people probably don't know that they have manual bidding at all and i think it's sneaky and i don't like it hardly working nice jess how about you i have a hot tip for anyone that's doing housekeeping in their google analytics accounts we've been helping a client this week work through ga access which sounds super simple but it's been a really really daunting task because they're a huge global company with a lot of employees and they work with a bunch of different vendors they have a bunch of different websites that they manage So we're not just talking a short list of users here. And I've been doing a lot of flipping back and forth in GA to look at different lists and compare where users are. And then I discovered that you can actually export user lists as a CSV file. So it pulls not only the users, but their permissions as well at the account, property, or view levels. Obviously, if you have the right permissions to manage users, you can do this. So you just go into the user management tab and then click on the three dots in the top right corner. It makes sharing and comparing lists so much easier. And I wish that I found this 20 minutes sooner than I did. So hot tip for anyone that doesn't know it's there. Greg, what about you? Okay, so something working well in my accounts this week. We were running through a few different just new CRM options that also had, uh, you know, good marketing automation features. Usually we're agnostic based off of what our clients want, but we had tried a few different services and we had ended up going with HubSpot. We're now a HubSpot partner and the process has been really nice. We've got phenomenal contacts there. They're actually helpful. You have reps that care about you and care about you doing well. Additionally, they have real hacking training. They've got videos that are legit, current, up-to-date. They're like 
the absolute anti-Google partners. And I just love the fact that people can care about their customers. And you can see that it's it works for them night and day compared to a lot of other experiences that we have here as marketers. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about our trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. This week's WTH is about the new streaming platform, Quibi. Have you guys heard about this? Yes. Not. Yeah, because it's just all over the place. It's impossible to not know about it because every single celebrity has been promoting it in some way or has their own show. So Quibi stands for Quick Bites, and it's a new short-form video streaming platform that's made for your phone. They don't have a TV app or a desktop version. It's only for your phone. And they launched this week with over 50 scripted and unscripted shows. Did they get together with Zuckerberg about this, like with the Facebook updates? <laughs> Oh, only on the phone? I don't know. So they're offering a free 90-day subscription with the launch. I'm not sure if this is because of the pandemic or if this was always the plan. It's nice. Free 90 days. Something that people are noticing right away is that when they're using Quibi on their phone, they realize that the app is blocking screenshots. So if you try to take a picture of a show you're watching, you look through your camera roll later and it's a blank screen. Hmm. So you can take the screenshot. It just, the picture's not there. Yeah. It doesn't like tell you can't do it. over again. I love it. Yeah. So first of all, I think this is like overly cautious. It's not like people are going to take a screenshot of every second of your 10 minute show and release them in a flip book. Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> and it's free right now anyway. But a lot of people are saying that this decision is going to negatively impact Quibi because it's going to make it harder for people to make memes about the Quibi show. So my favorite um, meme going around right now is the Tiger King. I will never financially recover from this. I can't remember. That's my favorite meme. We may have mentioned it last week, but I saw the best version of it so far, and it relates to this story. I think Hope actually shared it on her story, and I was howling. It was... The guy, it was Joe Exotic saying, I'm never going to financially recover from this. And it said, me, after my free trial expires and I forget to cancel it. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it expensive? Just any free trial. Like me, like we don't have cable. So I just keep subscribing to things that are going to like my antenna doesn't get channel seven. So I keep subscribing to like YouTube TV for a week with all the different emails that Fubo TV, like it's really terrible what we do in this household to get our TV. But anyway, you would never be able to share a meme like that because with Netflix and Hulu, they block screenshots on the phone, which I still think is like, what's the point? But they don't block them on the desktop. I, I don't get any of that. Like that's that to me. Major League Baseball did this with gifs. They like banned gifs of of Major League Baseball, and the NBA was like, "Well, Jess, big sports fan, mm-hmm. was like, hey, take whatever you want and publish anything anywhere.' And baseball, no, everybody hates baseball now, and people love basketball. Oh, and it's that's baseball. why. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's a hundred percent gifs. That's why the right? season's postponed. It's just all the gifs. Yeah. But- it's also funny to me to think of like the meme makers at their desktop computer. Like, 
I guess I never thought of it before, but it just seems like a weird place to make a meme. Okay, well, I'm just going to go through a few of the shows that I found on Quibi that I thought were interesting for you guys. So the first one is Murder House Flip. I've heard about this one before. An unconventional home renovation show that takes on the country's most infamous homes. Ones known for their mysterious murders within their walls. Designers Joelle and Mikkel remove the stains of the past and wake once morbid homes marvelous. New episodes every weekday. Every weekday? <laughs> All the shows no. come out every weekday. I don't know how they're doing no. it. I mean, they're Take only, a nap. seriously, they're only 10 it, minutes, but still. At this point, they're like right there with the lawyers chasing ambulances trying to find the next murder house to flip for tomorrow's show. Oh, that's a good point. How are there that many murder houses? That's terrible. This okay, the next show is called. Oh, hot take. And this is just a rumor that may or may not be floating around out there. Maybe they are helping make some of that inventory. Oh. Conspiracy theory. Okay, I have to get through the next show because it's called Skirt with Offset. What? <laughs> S-K-I-R-R-T. Offset is a big fan of cars. His garage has over 30 sports and luxury cars. This series follows him as he joins his celebrity friends exploring all things cars. New episodes every weekday. And in the description it says, the series follows him as he joins his celebrity friends like Cardi B, Little Yachty, (laughs) Jay Leno. (laughs) <laughs> speaking of one of these things not like that jay leno he doesn't fit that i love it no. sure jay leno saying skirt okay That's last right. one nicole richie spreads her message of environmental love through her new musical persona nikki fresh with a dollar sign as the s you can't do that that Kesha's thing i know she dropped it but you can't do that Nikki Fresh is a trap music artist who makes eco-conscious choices while dropping sick beats and performing in other top music videos. New episodes every weekday. How long are these episodes? They're they're very short, but still. All right. Now into our grab bag segment, the segment segments. We've got one. Jess, what do you have today for us? I have a segment called We're Here For You. And this, I guess, you know, if you're a Quibi user and you want to know what day it is, make sure it's a weekday, you're getting new episodes. (laughs) I have a Twitter account for you. (laughs) It is from Heimgartenberg at The Verge, and it's called, it's called, the handle is at today's day today. So you guys have heard about this thing that Cleveland Local News is doing where they report on what day it is. Unfortunately. Yeah. So that's nice for Cleveland, but a lot of us don't live in the city of rock and roll. So we still need to get our daily update and you can get that from this Twitter account. Are you sure we all don't live there, Jess? I mean, maybe in our minds we do. You know, I love Cleveland, but no, we don't. (laughs) So this has been going on actually, I think longer than the Cleveland local news. This Twitter account started on March 19th and I checked the math. I looked back every single day since then. It tweets, today is Wednesday, today is Tuesday. Today is Monday. It's awesome. If you need a smile and you want to know what day it is, I say follow it. It's really fun. We're here for you. <laughs> All right. And our next segment in the grab bag is called freebies. At the beginning of this whole pandemic, we had a lot of free stuff coming and we've got, it's kind of dwindled a little bit, but we still have something awesome and free for you. And this is from Patty Mugen and it's called The Link Building Book. 
and this has been made completely free. There's 22 different chapters. It is a very, very nicely done interactive as well. So you can get into the chapters, you can learn about all the different sections in there, and it is over on area.net. Head to marketingoclock.com, check it out in the show notes. Big thanks to Patty Mugen. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is called Zappy, and it comes to us via Taylor Pratt over at Zapier, and he's at Pratt on Twitter. Western New York's finest, Taylor Pratt. Well, actually, I think, is is Avon in in Western New York? Because Casey Gillette is Avon's finest. Well, where, well, where is Taylor, Avon? Where's Taylor Pratt from? Where isn't Avon? Are you kidding me? I've <laughs> never heard of Avon, New York. Wow. Not even from the show? Um, Taylor Pratt's from Fairport. You know? Oh, aren't you it's from Fairport? Fairport? No, I'm not. How dare you, Jess? Webster? <laughs> I don't Why? know. I don't know. At least. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, so Taylor Pratt is at Pratt on Twitter. And I love that because it rhymes. But knowing that he's from Western New York, I was going to ask if he's related to Chris Pratt. And he probably gets that all the time, but I'm guessing not if he's from around here because I don't think Chris Pratt's a local legend. But um, I'd also like to point out that he's really made it because his handle is at Pratt. And I think Chris Pratt's is like at Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. Like he couldn't get this. And seriously? I'm pretty sure. Take that, Chris Pratt. Oh, that rhymes too. This is great. This is working out well. So anyway... Zappy is Zapier's previously internal only screen capture tool. They are now releasing it to the public to help folks that are working remotely, which is most of us now, to help us communicate more easily with our teams, which is very, very nice of Zapier. So it's only available on Mac OS. I couldn't install it myself, but based on at Pratt's video, it looks ridiculously easy to use. You can mark things up, create GIFs, take video, and the final product is really, really nice looking too. So if you're a Mac user and you want to try out a new screen capture tool, head on over to zapier.com slash zappy, that's Z-A-P-P-Y, and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Shelley Walsh over on Search Engine Journal. It seems like we're just putting this from Search Engine Journal because we're part of the network. They just have amazing content lately, and Shelley Walsh's is spot on. And This is about what to say with your brand messaging right. I saw this and I'm like, who needs who needs this? But what Shelly does is she goes through and talks about how people are changing, how they're pivoting. But the thing I like the best is she goes through case studies of brands getting their message right in the crisis. The thing that I like the most uh, was Sweaty Betty. Have you guys ever heard of Sweaty Betty? No. No, are they related to No Bull? Must be because they're a boutique sports clothing company. She shows a lot of the different branding out there right now. And there's things like stay home, move together. And again, very tasteful content. Shep, you love this. And also some things that you can enjoy while staying in. And again, it's very, very helpful. Uh, And if you're wondering what to do, how to speak to people the right way, Shelly does just a spot on job over at Search Engine Journal with this. So thank you, Shelly. All right. That does it for today's show. 
Thank you to Ahrefs and Optio, our fantastic sponsors. And if you're looking for another great podcast, don't miss this week's episode of the Search Engine Journal Show. And this week we had a trifecta. Well, Danny was on there too. We had a, a what is four? Quartet? We had a quartet. It was a quartet pod, and it was the Alpha Brand Media, the team behind Search Engine Journal, talking about working from home. They're all remote, and they had Lauren, Brent, Danny, and Janice on talking about tips on how to increase productivity, decrease stress, and how to work from home the right way. So do not miss that, whatever you do. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from this show on marketingoclock.com. And while you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Shooting the Heck, where after our famous Friday news shows, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. And this week, we're playing everybody's favorite game, poke holes in this, where I or somebody else comes up with ideas, and it's the other person's job to poke holes in the idea. And this week, we are going with a quarantine theme. So everything here related to the quarantine and related to staying at home, social distancing, doing our part. So first up, I have started running again. No big deal. Just, you know, running. Cool. Happy for yeah. you. That's right. Thank you. We need rules on the road to protect people on the sidewalk. Yes. I saw once somebody like signaled to me and I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. He like put his arm out and I didn't know if that meant he was turning right or if I was supposed to go where his arm was going or if he was going where his arm was going. And it's a big problem. So I have proposed new rules for sidewalks. Obviously, you cannot be on the sidewalk with another person. So my rule is unless you're elderly or with a small child, it is your job to go as if you were following the traffic laws. So if you are coming towards traffic, you should be the one that gets off the sidewalk and goes into the road. If you're going with traffic, you should stay on the sidewalk and make it easy on everybody, make it safe on everybody as well. Wait, so if you're going with traffic, so if you're running the same direction as the cars, yep. You go into the road? No, you never do that. I I thought that's what you said. It should be the opposite. You don't want cars coming from behind. No. You want to, in that case, the person coming towards you should go into the road because they'll be able to see the traffic. That's that's how it should work. It's too hard to enforce. Well, these are hypothetical (laughs) joke rules. (laughs) I had an idea about this topic. We have um, this great park here and you can drive your car in half of it and park in it. And I said in our Slack channel, um, Mayor of Buffalo, Byron Brown, needs to close this park to cars until the pandemic is over so people don't have to run so close together. And he obviously infiltrated our company Slack and it was announced that they made that change. Wow. Wow. So, so that's sounds like you don't your have, idea. Sounds like you don't even have any holes to poke in mind. Yes, I do. It's too hard to enforce. Somebody's got to move. I mean, the speed limit can't be enforced 100%. We still have it. What? The speed limit. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm pro. No, just in general. I'm just. I know. Can't Chap, I'm with everything. you. Chap, I'm with you. Speed limit for runners. We're going too fast. <laughs> I like it. Not Perfect. me. Perfect. <laughs> Next up. Okay. <laughs> I've got an idea. Poke holes in this. We're assuming going to be a place where we need masks. We need to flatten the curve. We need to stop the spread. We need fashion, though, Shep. We need mm-hmm. fashion. And I was thinking, there's a lot of unused things that people have in their homes right now that we could start using again. Okay. I'm thinking about PPV, not PPE, personal protection veils, wedding veils. Ooh. Bring them back. Put them over your head. Stop the spread. Those are porous and they would not stop the spread. They're like mesh. And a lot of people don't wear the ones that cover their faces. This is a terrible idea. I don't don't even have the time for this. We have them in our closets. It's very fashionable. And maybe the most important day for people, they choose this fashion. Ever think of that, Shep? They're made of mesh. Germs would fly through them. They, They are not protective. Last time I checked, mesh is more than air. Make a veil out of your shower curtain. How about that? That would be better. I feel like then you would suffocate (laughs) and you wouldn't be able to see. Those are both really bad ideas. You're both wrong. Okay, Okay, next up. Either it's a shirt clothing product or it's on the mask itself. It tells people you just have a shirt and it says, it's just allergies. Mm. Right? You have a mask. It's like, it's just allergies. Or maybe something like allergic to dogs or, or something like that. Because anytime I hear a cough or a sniffle, I want to jump. And if I looked and they're like, oh, the shirt is like, it's just allergies. I'd be like, oh, cool. Okay. I, wanna, I want one that just says, just don't talk to me anyway. <laughs> just don't come that's, near me. That's not very like you, Jess. Wow. This has yeah. really changed you. Wow. This, no, because I've lost my people skills. There. Yeah. Well, I don't interact with anyone anymore. So now when people like try to talk to me from six feet away, I'm like, what do I do with my hands? Just don't talk to me. It's fine. Okay. Well, I don't like these shirts because anyone could wear them and you could easily lie and you don't, you could have allergies and have the virus. So that's terrible. Maybe that's okay. another shirt. It's allergy and, and the honestly, virus. it's in poor taste. <laughs> okay, I mean this is a this is a fun show here. We're just trying to get through the quarantine together. But okay. I I'm just picturing. I thought you might do that, Chep. I thought you might say that specifically. I thought it might be you. So here's my next thing. You know how a lot of times people will maybe put a ring around a necklace, you know, to, and they don't want to wear it on their hand. And they want to show that they're married or something like that? I have that. no idea where you're going with this. Maybe you've seen somebody like a kid put like a little tooth around a necklace or something like that. What kids are you hanging out with? I don't know. I'm just trying to, trying to make my point here. I have an idea. Yeah, anybody can buy a shirt that says it's just allergies. Pretty soon, we're going to have a test for antibodies. What if you have a necklace and you can hang the test showing you have successfully recovered from COVID-19. Actually, antibodies. I love this because I've said, like, if I knew I had it, I would, like, run errands for people who haven't. Yeah. But then, I, would, I love this idea. And you I'm, can't fake that. I'm just picturing a world where people are walking around in shirts that say, I have allergies. They're wearing a positive COVID test around their neck and their wedding veil. No, it's antibodies. <laughs> like, you, you, you've recovered because that, that's what we need is antibody testing. Yeah, agreed. We we need to know who has it because I feel like so many people have and they could be doing the grocery shopping for the people who haven't or going to the gas station if it's Greg. You ended on a positive note. Yeah, ended on a positive note there. There we go. We don't want to poke holes because germs will go through it. Good point. And we... (laughs) 
We'll see you next week. <laughs>